All right, guys, welcome back to the Business Shift podcast. Today, I'm bringing on Connie Inukai. I'm so excited to, to chat with her today because Connie is a serial grandmapreneur. I love that name. Uh, she speaks to retirees or soon-to-be retirees on the benefits of pursuing entrepreneurship in retirement. Uh, she retired from teaching technical writing at the University of Maryland and John Hopkins University for four decades. Uh, Connie Unkai became an award-winning inventor at the age of 68. I love that language. Um, author of How to, I Got My Product on QVC, The Today Show, The View, and more in retirement. Connie helps uh, investors generate free publicity for their products. She's also the author of Retirement, Dream Big, Take Action, Make Money, 10 Amazing Second Act Entrepreneurs Tell Their Stories. She's the creator of Write Your Selfie, uh, inspiring people to write their life stories in a fun and easy to read format. Featured on Entrepreneur Magazine, Six Reasons to Pursue Entrepreneurship in Retirement. Connie encouraged baby boomers to have an active retirement through business or social entrepreneurship because passion has no expiration date. Oh, guys, I am so excited for this conversation. So let's go ahead. Let's cue that intro and then we'll bring her on. Welcome to The Business Shift, the podcast for online entrepreneurs who are focused on making the shift to business owners. We talk about what it takes to build and grow a thriving digital empire and the transition required as you grow. This is a shift I chose to make in my own business, your client success, and one you'll want to consider making as you grow from solopreneur to business owner. Please share and enjoy. Connie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Yes, I can't wait to talk to you. So first question, and I ask this question for every single podcast, because this is kind of the foundation of the podcast, is what is your opinion on the difference between being a solopreneur or self-employed person uh, and a, a business owner? So do you think there's a difference? If so, what is that difference? How would you define each one? I'm curious to know your thoughts on that. That's a very good question. And I didn't even think about it until I saw your introduction. Yeah. I'm a solopreneur and I think um to be a business owner, you need a, a huge team of people working for you. And as a solo, a solo entrepreneur, you have to do everything by yourself, although you can hire contractors for little bits of it. Yes. So I, I guess I'm a solopreneur, but um, I have somebody who does my Instagram account because Amazing. I was uh, very technically challenged and I was looking at my phone and trying to figure out how to add stories on Instagram. I can, I can do things on the computer, but not from my phone. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, so I hired somebody to do my Instagram posts. I love that. Okay. So why the name grandmapreneur? Like, tell me about that. Tell me about that brand branding. Why did you choose that? Well, um, because first of all, I know that branding is important. Yeah. And um, I am a grandma first. Yeah. I have six and a half grandchildren. Okay. Um, I six have, and a half? Yeah. My, <laughs> my oldest son is expecting his first. Got it. In, okay. In um, August. That's so exciting. And I have a, a daughter who has three and another son who has three. So that's six. But I can't disregard my oldest son. That is true. Yeah, so I, I put being a grandma above everything else because yeah. I, I love it and uh, I love my grandkids. Yeah. 
So, and preneur is like they have mompreneurs, they have solopreneurs. I decided to become a grandmapreneur and I trademarked the name. Yeah. And uh, I, uh, everyone loves that name. And I found a lot of other people using it. Yeah. Um, and I, a lawyer told me I should go after them, a cease and desist, but I certainly am not going to go after grandmas so they can do it if they want to. Right. Okay. So tell me a little bit about your business, why you started your business and, and who you're helping now. Okay. So um, I started my business. I, I first became an inventor yeah. and I got the idea because as you get older, the eyes start going. Yeah. And I noticed when I would go out to eat in restaurants, I'm sure you've seen this, People, older people cannot read the small print on the menu, especially because the restaurants are always dark. Yeah. So we have to, we have to um, look for a, a candle to yep. see, or we just ask the server what's good. Right. Uh, we, and we pass around um, reading glasses. So yeah. I decided to invent a product to help people. And wow. my product, where is my product? Um, this is my product, actually. It's called Tip and Split. And what it has is a magnifier on it. It has a light in the back that's not too uh, overbearing. And you can also figure out the tip and split the bill in three seconds. Wow. Yeah. And so when I invented that, um, I was still teaching. Yeah. And I was... Uh, helping so many students. They were college seniors in engineering. I was helping them write technical reports. Yeah. And I realized that when they were going to graduate, they were going to be earning twice my salary. I'm inspiring them to find a great job. Yeah. And I had them throughout my course of technical writing, I had them write everything that they could to be good in their job. So for example, I had them write an instruction manual for a career that they wanted to be in. So while they were doing that, I wrote an instruction manual for my tip and split. <laughs> then I asked them to write a brochure as if they were working in the company. So while they were doing that, uh, I borrowed some of their great ideas and I wrote a brochure for my product. So right along with them, I was developing my business and yeah. I had to quit because I just got so involved in my product. So I invented it. And um, let me see what else. I knew nothing about inventing. Zero. Yeah. So how did you get started into that? And how did you actually make that happen um, and not let any kind of limitations keep you where well, you were at? I was very lucky because I, I, I was divorced from an electrical engineer who's brilliant. Mm -hmm. And I told him my idea. And so he made all of the algorithms for my tip and split. So I was really lucky. And then I just tried to learn from other, um, other uh, inventors, like what yeah. to do. But what I really uh, found is that um, I wanted to get some publicity for my product mm -hmm. because it's important. Yeah. So I hired uh, two publicists. I paid a lot of money and they got me nothing. So I got all my publicity on my own. I just figured out how to do it. Yeah. And then I wrote a book because I was a writing teacher. I wrote a book and it's called How I Got My Product on QVC, The Today Show, The View and More in My Retirement. Yeah. So I get tips for other inventors or business owners 
on how to get publicity. Yeah. Wow. So, so I, I love that. And I'm, uh, uh, that was my first business. And then I actually became an entrepreneur, um, at age 70. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you're supposed to say, Connie, you don't look like that. <laughs> it's, okay. it's okay. Um, so right now I'm 75. Okay. I, I have another business that I'm working on and all of my businesses are for older people because most people invent products for millennials. Right. Oh yeah. Kids, kids or millennials. Nobody would invent a product for an old person like me. Right. Okay. So that's, that's my, my target audience. Yeah. And my, uh, my next product is called write your selfie. And because of, because of the um, pandemic, Yep. Uh, I didn't want to encourage people to buy uh, tip and split because I didn't want to encourage them to go out in restaurants because uh-huh. we are so risk, you know, yep. uh, prone to risk for COVID because yep. of our age. So instead I found an activity that I could do from home and not going out to restaurants. So I actually um, wrote my life story. And this is a book. This is not for sale. It's a <laughs> book about me. And it's wow. a gift to my, my six and a half grandchildren. Wow. Okay. And what I, the reason I wrote it is because if you're famous, everybody's going to know all about you because of yeah. social media. But who's going to know about me? Well, I don't mm-hmm. really care who knows about me, except I want my, my grandkids to know about grandma after I'm gone. So I put together, um, I went through photo albums and I found the best ones that will remind them. And one of my favorites, my, my whole book is based on pictures and captions. And, yeah. and history. this is a picture of my grandparents. I don't know if you can see it. Yeah, I can. <laughs> but it says, the caption is, Grandma Ella and Grandpa Arthur moved to the United States from Poland. They missed the ship over to the United States in 1912 because Ella was pregnant and had morning sickness. Mm-hmm. The ship they missed was the Titanic. Okay. I never knew that story. My mother never told me about her parents. I found out from my cousin as I was writing my book. Wow. So uh, I have so many stories because I'm the, one of the oldest ones in my family. And once I'm yeah. born, nobody's going to know anything about that. And I think they want to yeah. know about that. My grandkids all love the Titanic. Yeah. Um, and so I did that. And I also combined my book with Ancestry. And mm-hmm. I help people write their own story. And I, I actually call it Write Your Selfie. And the reason is, is because younger people are always taking selfies. We we don't take selfies, but we can write our selfie. Ah. So so one section I have all about my ancestry. And I I talked about how everybody, I'm I'm Jewish. And everybody, uh, most Jewish people will name a new baby after somebody who's recently deceased and they want to honor that person. Yeah. So I talk about who's named after who in my family of uh, six kids. Yeah. And then I say, my name is Connie. It's not a Jewish name. And here's how I got that name. 
My mother named my older sister Sharon and told my dad that he could choose my name. He chose Francis. When my mom asked my dad where he got that name, he said it was his old girlfriend. Mom was furious and looked at the nurse's badge. Her name was Connie. And that's how I got my name. Oh, my goodness. All these little stories are for my grandkids to read after I'm gone. And it's all based on pictures and captions. So it's really easy to write. And it's really easy to read. Yeah. So so that's my newest adventure, my newest venture or business called Write Your Selfie. So uh, what I do now for my business is I'm trying to encourage other people my age to not just sit around and watch Netflix. Of course, we deserve it. (laughs) We've worked our whole lives. But uh, I wake up excited every single morning figuring out what it is that I can do next. And so that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to encourage um, other uh, retirees. You know. Okay, wow. Wow, that is absolutely amazing. And and I love I love every single business idea that she came up with. Um and so how did you make how did you get yourself to that point where you were willing to create a business and learn the tech and learn how to market and run a business and be an entrepreneur at the age that you were at? How did you get to that point? You know, I think the best thing about getting older. So many people think that when you're old, you're useless. You have no more ideas. You can't do anything, but we can still learn. Mm -hmm. So I'm learning every single day what to do next. And, uh, you know, I need some help with it. For example, um, I don't really have an email list Mm -hmm. um, and I never knew how to grow one. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I'm going to be working with some people that are going to help me. And they have to understand they're talking to somebody like their grandma. Right. You know, so I don't understand that. So that's, I think, where my solopreneur has to develop into uh, a business. Yeah. And so what would that look like for you going from solopreneur to business owner? I would love to have people. uh, Usually what I do is when I need something done, I uh, I contact uh, a source like Fiverr. Are you familiar yep. with Fiverr? Yep. Uh huh. Um, they they help me a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, like I use them sometimes for for so many different things. Right. Um, that I don't know how to do. Like they made a banner, uh, the banner for my website. For I have three websites. Oh <laughs> so wow! They made the banner for me. I hired somebody from. Um, Fiverr to uh, to put my latest book uh, on Amazon, and they also created a video for me. You know, I can't do everything. Yeah, but I I I can have resources. Yeah. So I think with all these resources, maybe I am an entrepreneur. Maybe I am a, a business owner. Right. Yeah. Again, like I think those terms are up to to definition, right? Like it's up to the person who's defining it. And so that's why I always like to ask when I start first start is like, what is your definition of being it? It's so interesting to hear people's language around that. Uh, And when you when you talk about older people, um, one of the best reasons to become an entrepreneur at an older age um, is uh, 
you stay active. Yeah. You keep mentally alert. Like I, you know, I have to be mentally alert at all times. Yeah. Um, you uh, stay socially connected. Yeah. Um, you get to pursue your passion. And you can also add to your pension or um, social security. Right. So there are so many reasons why it's good to be an entrepreneur when you get right. older. Right. Oh, I love that. So how, what are the first steps that someone who is older takes in order to make that transition into entrepreneurship? So I, I gave them some steps in my book. My book is called Retirement, Dream Big, Take Action, Make Money. Yes. And the first part of the book, I, I interviewed 10 other entrepreneurs who are age 60 and above and started a business. And I think yeah. that's for inspiration. And one of the people who I interviewed is 89 years old. Wow. And she actually, um, uh, she had no idea how to do a business, but she, she actually worked at a radio station when yeah. she was young and raising her kids. Yep. And now she's a podcaster and she has a radio show. And awesome. Dorothy is 89 years old. So wow. I give those stories and I ask them what prompted them to do it. So my first section is about that. And my second section is called take action. Yep. And um, I give them so many ways to take action. Yeah. Okay. And they're all in my book. Um, I, uh, I talk about funding. Like mm -hmm. there are certain grants you can get. I didn't get them because I didn't know until I wrote my book. Yeah. But you can get so many grants and foundations, and especially they will fund you if you're older. Wow. You know, I found so, so many things. And also the uh, Small Business Association can help you write a business plan. And they have SCORE, which right. will give you free business advice. And actually, I'm... I have a mentor in SCORE, and um, they actually did an article for me last month about National Entrepreneur Week. They did a story in SCORE about me. That's amazing. My mentor, who I'm probably older than him, but he's sure. always answering questions that I have. Yeah. So I think the thing is to keep going. Yeah. And one of the things I think is always about publicity and February was, uh, today, today is um, April, mm -hmm. February was National Inventors Month. Yeah. And I was looking at my book about how to get publicity. So I called up Good Morning Washington, because I'm in the Washington, D.C. area. And I said, did you know it's National uh, Inventors Month? And they say, are you an inventor? And I said, yes, I am. And so they put me on their show. And it was just because I was looking at my book that I wrote about getting publicity. And I said, you know, it's time to do that. Wow. And May 12th, every year, the uh, U.S. Patent and Trademark Office has a convention. Yeah. And it's coming up May 12th. And they invited me to be a speaker about inventing. Wow. So, I, so you know, I don't say no to anything great. Yeah. You know, so I'm really happy to be on your show because I think you're great. 
Well, thank you. No, I, this has been so great so far. So how do you tell the difference between an opportunity that is a good, a great opportunity versus one that may waste your time? Well, I would say having been an entrepreneur for about five years. Yeah. Um, so many, uh, I would say about, um, 85% of the opportunities are, are wasted time. Yeah. Okay, waste of time and waste of money. But you don't know until you try it. Mm -hmm. And I have a, a, a saying on my desk, and it says, it's by Aaron um, something, I can't remember. It says, what if I fail? Oh, but my darling, what if you fly? Right. And I think that's a good answer to your question. You just don't know. So many opportunities go nowhere. Yeah. And um, uh, I also, I wrote two articles for Entrepreneur Magazine because I'm a retired writing teacher. Yeah. And my second article was, do I need a business coach? Mm. And after writing the article, <clears throat> I realized, yes. <clears throat> and I interviewed 15 business coaches. Mm. I chose the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> I threw away my money and chose the wrong one. Yeah. So, so I have business coaches that want me, you know, want me to give them my, my money all the time. And I'm ready to get one just to uh, help me along because they've been through it. And I think it's a wonderful idea. And if you say which of the opportunities you should take advantage of, well, don't listen to me. <laughs> you can listen to me is if you fail, so what? Yeah. Because I feel like at, at this stage of the game, I've been through so many failures, but it doesn't get me down because I know that something good is going to come. Yeah. Yeah. That's my attitude. I love that, man. It has been such a pleasure having you on today. So my last question for you is, what was really that shift that was required of you to make when you were going from, you know, your job to being, you know, being retired to coming in going, I'm going to create a business. Like I'm going to do this. I'm going to be an oh, inventor. I loved working with college seniors. Yeah. They were all engineers. And the first thing I did was inspire them to find a job that they were totally unqualified for, but how to write papers to get them qualified. Oh. And I was looking at their jobs and they were going to be starting at over a hundred thousand, like $150,000. Yeah. And I had 40 years of experience in a master's. Yeah. And that was the kick that I needed. Yeah. Connie, it's time you got what you're worth. Oh, so I decided Bills. to retire. Yeah. And retirement is not my retirement is not the normal retirement. Doesn't sound like it, but it sounds better. Um, I, well, I, I absolutely love what I'm doing. And if any of your readers want to contact me, if they sign up to my website, grandmapreneur.com, will, they will get an article about six reasons to pursue entrepreneurship in your retirement. Yes, I love that. Amazing. Yeah. So where else can people find, uh, find you if they want to connect with you, if they want to see what you're up to? So I'm on LinkedIn and it's Connie Inukai. Awesome. Um, and I have uh, one website called grandmapreneur.com. And under that, 
I have Write Your Selfie. They can connect with that one if they're interested in writing their life story. I do it for practically nothing. I help them. And I also have my tip and split. So I have like one website, Grandmapreneur, and two of my businesses. I love it. Amazing. All right, guys. Well, we will definitely share those links in the show notes. So make sure to go check those out. Um, But anything else you want to add, Connie, before we finish up for today? Well, um, you know, I was riding with my 11-year-old grandson, and he was looking at my book. And see, I this was an opportunity that I had. And he says, Grandma, because I said, uh, passion has no expiration date. It's on my book. And he says, yeah. Grandma, that's great. Where'd you find that? And I said, I wrote it. And he says, you ought to be in some, some of these uh, things where they post um, quotes. So uh, what I did is um, I called an attorney and to see about trademarking because of my grandson, yeah. uh, that expression. And uh, they were $1,000. So I just went to the trademark office and yeah. I did it myself. So I think that that shows that I'm not afraid to try things. Yeah, I love that. And so be bold. Don't be afraid to try things. Don't be afraid to try things. Don't be afraid to learn things. Now it's a little bit more difficult for me because I grew up with a typewriter. So, so, you know, all this stuff is new, right? Um, but, uh, you know, I, I'm willing to learn and, and, and hire out. Yeah. And you're not using the excuse of, oh, it's, it wasn't during my time. So I, I can't figure that out. You're right, figuring it out. Right, right, right. So anyway, you, you have been so wonderful. I love what you do. And I love that you're so young and active and moving (laughs) around. Um, So I, I think that's absolutely wonderful. And thank you for contacting me. Yes, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so, so much. Very valuable episode. Let's go ahead and cue that outro. Thanks for listening to The Business Shift, where we chat about no-nonsense insights and strategies to help you transform your online business into a successful empire. If you or someone you know is an online business owner and are looking to increase the retention and ascension of their programs and outsource their fulfillment, I would love to connect. You can connect with us at yourclientsuccess.com. Until next time, keep shifting your business towards success.